start the recording and start the stream. Welcome to Horsin' Around, a dumbass cast. I am your host, as always, Nick Rigodante, and with me today I have three lovely guests if you would like to introduce yourselves in the order specified. Hi, I'm Nicole. Hi. Oh, hey, gosh. I'm Brad. I don't know everybody else through your mic. Please, <laughs> please fix yourself. Well, I uh -huh. Oh my God, oh, y'all yeah? somehow sounds worse than you, Nicole. Yay! Also, Brad has no foreground lighting, so he's just a dark shadow. No. Yeah, like that you guy. Like from, like, people people in, like, well, I was thinking more like people in like those documentaries, but they're actually like in a cartel. They don't show their face, they just show like a shadow. Make your voice real deep, it'll be Jesus the same thing. Jesus Christ, Josh, how Brad is your like mic so much worse? Yeah, let me see if I can... Uh... It's worse than Nicole's, she keeps cutting out all the time. Yeah, but so do you, and like more often. Best. All right, you both, you both no, need to get new laptops. Uh, yeah, that sounds like I know. A story. Although I, know. I will say... Mine is seven years old. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's gotten a good good life mm -hmm. out of it. Nicole has like a weird VHS static effect on her on her camera. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's like a really interesting <laughs> look. That's intentional, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a stylistic effect. It's for yeah. that Tumblr aesthetic. Oh, I gotcha. I don't remember yeah. Tumblr to be the, the VHS aesthetic type. I'm more so the Vintage. fucking crack crack maniac uh, screaming about Super Hulak kind of aesthetic. Or ABO stuff, which we could certainly talk about. Oh, God, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, I guess the first thing to cover on that topic uh, for those who are uninformed, which I assume includes Brad and Yash, is the... Mm -hmm. Term ABO is a abbreviation for a uh, subgenre of fan fiction literature uh, that denotes alpha slash beta slash omega, which is basically like. A... Oh wait, you didn't say HBO. You said ABO. No, it's not HBO. I oh. wish it was HBO because at least I was confused about where this was going. To it. I've um, actually read fan fiction. If you want to, me oh to cover yeah, this if you part. yeah, if you've got yeah. more in depth, I don't know if I should have. I don't know if I should have admitted that publicly <laughs> online, but here it goes. Okay. Um, I never read any of this shit. I just uh -huh. scrolled past it on Ao3. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> or so you say. But uh, alpha, beta, omega. I don't know why I said that. Abo stands for alpha, beta, omega. Um, so. In this world, These worlds. everyone in yeah. this world, in this universe, the Omegaverse, oh, right. uh, yes, everyone. It's, a, it's like a fucking cinematic universe. I forgot about that already. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, it starts, it originated apparently in the supernatural fandom. Um, and it started out as being like a male male thing. And then it's kind of branched off from there. But um, in this, in these universes, basically, uh, people are divided into three categories. You have betas who are just kind of like normal human beings. Uh, you have alphas who are supposed to be like super dominant and kind of follow like really outdated wolf stereotypes about like pack leaders and shit. So they're all like super like testosterone hopped up. Yeah. like Just like marking. mega chads. Like just yeah. <laughs> absolute mega testosterone filled chads. Why, why does this Perfect. exist? uh because horny middle-aged women and horny teenage girls yeah. who are very repressed yeah um horny and then you have me. omegas 
and you have omegas who are like the ultimate bottoms. Yeah. Where, yeah, so they're, they have, part of that has to do with, um, they have a regular heat cycle. It's based on a lot of stuff that has to do with like wolves and canines in general. Yeah, so they have these heat cycles where they're just like, right. it's, it's abs- outdated. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Where they have these like overwhelmed with pheromone periods of the month. Yeah. Um, where they're just like, yeah. So there's like a lot wow. of interesting kind of consent issues that happen in these stories, but people are just super into it. It's like sex pollen, basically. Um, so, and I will add that, oh, and there's also a thing with nodding. I don't know if you wanted me to explain what that is. Please do. I think it's, like I nodding think it really like adds. Oh. Hmm. Get ready. So. I come from an interesting perspective because I'm also a pre-vet student. So I had the distinct pleasure of having uh, my anatomy class discuss uh, male and female reproductive systems a few weeks ago. And I'm pretty sure I'm the only person who already knew what nodding was. And I just did not say anything in the chat. Um, Smart. (laughs) Smart choice. Smart um, choice. So contrary to a lot of other species anatomy, Dogs, wolves, canines in general uh, have a part of their penis that basically swells up and folds this giant bulb um, when they ejaculate. So, and that's called the knot. So then when completion happens, they're basically stuck together. And that's a way, biologically, the reason why that happens is to kind of ensure that the female is more likely to get fertilized um but in abo it's just like wow this is the hotness this is this is the connection this This is is, the hotness this is how the horny teens get off this is how the middle-aged woman really really feel something for once in their lives because they're not they're not part wolf Typically, I've seen some where it's, like, they're also, like, kind of animal-ish yeah, stories, like, but a lot of the time it's just, like, wow, we need to fuck right now because you smell incredible and I can't control myself. So they, like, go to a bathroom or something, Twilight? and then they get stuck together. It, I mean, yeah, there's probably a lot of influence uh, in Twilight. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, it's, considering Stephanie Meyer's other work. <laughs> in theory, ABO came after twilight i don't remember the exact dates but i do remember it was past 2005 oh no i assumed like this came after yeah yeah i assumed this was well yeah because supernatural I mean, was 2005 but... and i guess if twilight was also 2005 then it would have come after yeah those i mean this didn't happen until like peak tumblr uh-huh. i'm pretty sure it was like around 2010 that this trope started popping up yeah, the, the 2008 yeah. to 2012 golden age of Tumblr. Uh, golden yeah. being a very subjective term in this case, but it was certainly when the site was the most fun. Definitely a color, at the very least. and insane. Yeah, certainly a color. Um, but yeah, so that is that is definitely a that, that gave me some more insight on, on the topic, because I think Lindsay Ellis did just kind of a brief overview of all that stuff. Uh, yeah, she was also not someone in the know. Right, yeah. <laughs> How I hate. Can I ask how you came around to it originally? Do you do you wish to talk about that, or would you rather not? <laughs> do you wish to talk about it? <laughs> well, 
you know, you get bored in like honors chem sophomore year of high school. You get really into the Vampire Diaries. Okay. You find some you find some stories online by accident, and then you just kind of keep going because it's an interesting I've never outlet. Been, I've um, never been and that just bored. it just kind of keeps going. It's like it's like a black hole. You the more you try to like struggle and get yourself out, the more you just get sucked in. Mm-hmm. And again, I never was intentionally like I need to read the ABO stuff, but I have found it before just out of morbid curiosity. And the nice thing. Props to AO3. AO3 is a lot better than fanfiction.net because AO3 has a lot more kind of specificity in terms of tags. So it's mm. a lot easier to find specific things that you're looking for and also avoid specific things that you're looking for. Yeah. So I'll like scrap, I used to like scroll past these stories that were like nodding, MPREG. Oh, that's another big oh, thing. Oh, yeah, MPREG is ABO. huge in it, right? Yeah, I hate anything that involves <laughs> pregnancy. Um, but. Uh, because this originated as like a gay trope. Yeah. Um, they they wanted the to omegas get pregnant. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Because because ABO magic, they become pregnant. The testosterone is just too. HBO yeah. Max. Yeah. Don't question where or how the baby comes out. But anyway, <laughs> it's like passing a kidney stone, but like you know, <laughs> no, <way worse>. stop, <laughs> no. It just opens up like the ze- like um, oh! who's the who's the alien from uh, Stranger Things? Oh, the fucking Demogorgon. Demogorgon. No, don't say that. Oh no. This is off Nick. Oh, I love being the only woman in the chat. Oh god, yeah, that. <laughs> oh man, wow. Thanks I'm not for a that fan image. of that imagery. No, not me neither. Aren't you so glad I'm on the show? I well, look, you already brought way more insight to this topic than I probably would have. Because I we were much... certainly shivering our timbers. Before. <laughs> <laughs> I I only have seen the two Lindsay Ellis videos on it, which are pretty interesting. And it, I mean, the background is useful for this topic because basically it's all about somebody who is writing ABO yeah. fan fiction decided to publish the books and then after the fact decided to sue other writers who were trying to publish ABO fan fiction because it was too similar. But the problem is you can't copyright a trope. <laughs> like that's, And that's basically and spe- what the person was trying to do. And specifically she was trying to say like, I'm the one, I didn't create the Omegaverse, but I did originally, I was the first person to make male-female Omegaverse right. fiction, which is also not true at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what are the odds of that? Absolutely <laughs> it very I, I feel like she just, I mean, for one, she's arrogant, it seems like, and then for two, she, uh, I, I think just, she just assumed nobody would dig far enough to, to call her on it, partially because, like, what fucking judge is going to, you know, risk their sanity and dive into the deep... <laughs> The deep recesses of ABO history to find really out. Really, it's the lawyer oh, doing yeah. the digging. The whole, the whole like series of court cases was really amazing. Um, like, for, and you should, I mean, you guys should just watch like the videos that Lindsay Ellis does on them because they're really good and, and well put together and well edited. Um, and go through. She's good. Pretty much the whole story, but like, uh, it basically what it came down to was just that her publisher the the accuser's publisher had enough uh money and lawyers to just 
like fuck around long enough for the people for the defendants to like run out of money and then they had to give up because of that but they didn't win the court case they literally were just like the the judge was just like hey the other person literally can't show up so we're just gonna throw the shit out of court and shut this shit down yeah which is one of the lawsuits ended that way and the other one they found out that she perjured herself by saying like oh, yeah. i had no involvement in this mm-hmm. right I watched I watched both of the videos on double speed before the podcast. That's, That's why I showed okay. up so late. Yeah, you're probably gonna have a fresher memory of it than I do. But yeah, yeah. like she, they were getting tried in two different states because the authors were in two different states, right? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. double jeopardy got thrown out, and yeah, well, there it was two different suits. Like they were on different things. I don't remember what the specific differences were, but yeah, it was just a time, and it, like I don't know, she just and then she started going after Lindsay Ellis for making the fucking call-out video. Um, and she's just... Wow, I'm sure that'll get her to stop. Yeah, yeah. it's it's incredible. Um, and then I think what happened... And correct me if I'm wrong, Nicole, because, like, I think after all that shit went down, the publishers, like, backed away from... Um, shit, I actually have the article, or an article on the subject. Uh, let's see, and Lindsay Ellis... Where, what's the person's name? Addison Kane was, was the accuser. Addison Kane and the other party was Zoe Ellis. And... That is such a sick name for a villain, though. Yeah. That's but... not even her real name. That's just her pen name. Yeah. Also, Zoe Ellis has no that. relation to Lindsay Ellis, although they say her last name. It's just a coincidence. No, it's Zoe Ellis is also a pen name. Oh, yeah. They're both pen names, yeah. <laughs> Turns out you don't sometimes want your real name attached to ABO fan fiction. Who would have thought? Kind and the crazy. also uh, the other interesting thing to point out is that both of these were kind both of these stories were kind of repurposed fan fiction which yeah. was a staple of Addison Kane's whole I'm not copyright like this is a right. copyright infringement issue work, but it was based yeah. on like some dark knight fan fiction right yeah originally. Addison Kane's book was like an ABO story where Bane was the alpha <laughs> and then she had like a self insert character as the Omega, oh and then God. Zoe Ellis's was based on like Call Drogo. Wait, who was the beta? Was Batman involved? There's in the story no beta. At all? Typic betas are just like the normies in the universe. No one gives a fuck about betas. People only care about alphas and omegas. Yeah. Was Batman in the story at all, or was it just Bane? No. So, <laughs> so apparent. So Addison Kane got started writing fan fiction, and she was really involved in writing fan fiction about Bane, just like, I don't know, just carnally devouring somebody that I guess allegedly was like her self-insert character or whatever. Um, like eating them? Like cannibalizing them? I said carnally devouring. Oh. Ravaging them. I, okay. I yeah, that. good word. Fucking them real no, hard. Ravishing. <laughs> ravishing them. Okay. Yeah, so... That started out as, uh, she started out writing, like, Bane fanfiction and reading excerpts from her book, like, they're very clearly just, like, Bane. And it's, a this is something that, this is a term I'd never heard before, but um, repurposing fanfiction just by, like, changing some of the names and some of the plot points in the same kind of way that, like, Fifty Shades of Grey used to be a Twilight fanfiction until she just, like, little did a sprinkle of edits. Uh, It's called Filing the Serial Numbers Off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, she, yeah. Interesting stuff. I don't know. Definitely a fun watch, if nothing else. And also just seeing just how double, 
like two faced she is in her interactions between like like she 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 plays like the victim in her social media posts and like tries to be like a social justice hero or whatever and then in the emails that they pull up for the court cases it's just like yeah we'll fuck them over we just, you know give me i need i need this money all right fuck yeah. this person give me give me their shit um yeah specifically and- in the emails uh that was why like i said like uh, nick said there were two court cases one got dropped just because um the right. other party was just not meeting deadlines and stuff mm-hmm. so the judge was like uh, whatever throw it out uh, the other one got dropped because Addison Kane was alleging this entire time that like she was just an innocent victim in all of this. Her publishing company was the one who was doing all of this. She just didn't want to get involved. wasn't her business. And then during this court case, uh, emails, I guess, were subpoenaed between herself and her publishing company that were filing these DMCA takedown notices. Yep. And in the emails, in the emails, um, <laughs> she is clearly the mastermind and saying, like, this is what I want to do. I Like, I'm fully aware of everything the publishing is, company is doing and yeah. giving them strategies about how to take off after this. And the publishing company was like, we'll just let, like, let us be the bad guys publicly. Just play, like, the innocent person involved in all of this. Yeah. So. Just, like, fucking good lord. Yeah. And, and I think, I think Lindsay Ellis makes a good point in uh in the beginning part of her first video where it's like you would think in this type of scenario you know the artist could stand to benefit from both of their works just being available because mm-hmm. somebody reading yeah. one might be interested in reading the other especially when it's such a fucking niche genre as abo like you're gonna be like if you're into abo and you read one book there's gonna be like five other books that are published maybe that you can find in a bookstore so you, you probably are just gonna go back there and pick up the other person's book, but for some reason Addison Kane just wanted to be really vindictive, and I I don't know how it's gonna play out in the long run for him. Hopefully it, it doesn't go well. Um, but there was I mean with through all of this there was the interesting question of, um, you know how can you copyright something that is basically you know thinly veiled fan fiction and then and then like you know Addison Kane was trying to claim. Omegaverse, het Omegaverse content as like hers somehow, which I, I, it doesn't seem like it was really possible. And we never really got to see the finale of that like question, or we never got to see how that an- question would get answered in court because Zoe Ellis couldn't keep going because she ran out of funds. Um, yeah. Which is a bummer. But well, so, honestly, was Zoe Ellis the defendant? Yes, Zoe Ellis was the defendant, and Addison Kane's. It was technically Addison Kane's publishing company that was the accuser, but it was really Addison Kane. Um, so. So when they threw out the lawsuit, does that mean like she lost, or? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Like I don't know if they made. I, I think yeah, I think she basically lost by default um, because they. They just couldn't keep up with, like Nicole said, with deadlines and, and yeah. uh, you know, I think they just couldn't pay for their attorneys anymore. Um, yeah. And so then... Which is honestly how a lot of litigation ends. Yeah. It's just one party kind of... So the judge was just like, all right, you guys need going. to, yeah. like, settle this and we're just going to, you know, aside with the prosecutor. Yeah. It wasn't even a settlement. They just threw the case out. So there was no oh, winner. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah. I guess there was no winner in that case. Um, There's no real winner. I think by default, 
Addison Kane won. Yeah, because but I think it was yeah. it was a DMCA takedown on Zoe Ellis's books on stuff like Amazon and and their Kindle service and stuff. And basically, Zoe Ellis was trying to counter DMCA, and that's what brought the whole thing to court. But because the case fell apart, nothing is preventing uh, the publishing company from still telling Amazon and whoever to keep Zoe Ellis's books off of their sites. And so that's just going to remain as it is, basically. It's um, pretty fucked. Yeah, which which is a whole other thing with fucking DMCA shit, because it's... It is way less hassle for things like YouTube and Twitch and Amazon to just, you know, if somebody files a claim, they're just going to let it go. They're just going to do it without really looking into it. It it takes a lot more effort on their part to actually look into it. And then, um, because if they, if they do, and then they try to uh, say like, hey, this person's in the right, then there's a possibility that the person who filed the claim can take them to court over it. And then it's a whole hassle uh, for, yeah. for the hosting company. And so there, I mean, I feel like so, there has been some cases where higher profile people have been like, I think actually Lindsay Ellis was, you know, getting targeted by Addison Kane and, uh, Oh, what was it? Um, Patreon. She went after, yeah, she went after, uh, Lindsay Ellis yeah. on Patreon and on YouTube. And I think somewhere else as well. Yeah. And, Patreon was like we'll is call, not we'll this go like back for you. Yeah, we'll go to that. She made a huge mistake going after Lindsay Ellis because Lindsay Ellis is actually like a pretty popular creator, and right. she's one of the biggest creators on Patreon. So Patreon was like, "This is hilarious, and we've got your back." So <laughs> they complied. They ended up, I think, complying with a DMCA takedown notice, which ended up amounting to like she had to unlink the video from right. her Patreon page for like 10 days and then relink it. And that was it. Yeah. And YouTube, which is notorious for like just responding to anyone's copyright claims, uh, looked into it and was like, yeah, this is stupid. We're not going to comply with this. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But it's still like for lower, uh, for, for, you know, startup YouTubes and, and Patreon stuff. It's like, uh, you're not, always afforded that same opportunity because you don't have the level of clout and you're not bringing in as much revenue for the hosting companies. Um, yeah. So there's, there is definitely some flaws in the way the laws are uh, executed. Um, and I'm curious to see if, if this continues to pop up, which I think it will, because, you know, with this uh, content involving critiques, reviews and uh, parodies and stuff like that of, of other people's content is just, going to continue to be a thing and i think it's going to continue to grow to be a thing um as we you know as a culture become more and more integrated with internet videos and, and everything like that um so i'm interested to see how lawmakers of the future might s- try to change or adjust the laws to accommodate for that and maybe make things better in the long run hopefully um i have a related story that i'll keep short if that's okay Okay. Uh, yeah, I, was, I, I think that's pretty much the, the end of the Lindsay Ellis and ABO stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, my brother's a lawyer, but I have no understanding of the law to be able to add anything relevant to this. Yeah, again, if you're really interested yeah. about this topic, you should watch the Lindsay Ellis videos, because they're like... They're really good. Yeah, they're like 40 minutes and you to get an to... hour each, and they're really good. Yeah, and you get to hear some dramatic readings of different ABO, like professional ABO stories, which are just... 
I so love... excruciating to listen to. Yeah, I love that they got uh, fucking Jenny Nicholson to voice yeah. Addison Kane, <laughs> which is another great YouTube creator yeah. that I love. Um, and I was just like, no way, that's Jenny Nicholson. But then it was her voice was yep. in the credits. I was like, fuck yes, dude. And she <laughs> did such a good like you know villain type voice for Addison Kane. Um, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. Uh, what what were you gonna say, Yash? What's what's the related story? So there's also there's a big. Uh... You could call it like fan fiction, maybe, I guess. Uh, it, it's really a collaborative writing project. It's called the SCP Foundation. Oh, yeah. So okay. it's supposed to be like horror mostly. Uh, but yeah, the concept okay. is that there is an organization called the <laughs> Foundation. Um, SCP stands for Secure, Contain, and Protect. And this secret organization, the Foundation, they find um, secure and contain anomalous objects or beings mm -hmm. to protect the rest of us from yep. those things. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's a little like Men in Black. And the format that these stories are told in is primarily, um, like, entries for each individual item. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, written, uh, written as, written as nonfiction on, like, wikis and yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be like, okay, this is SCP-56. And it'll say, uh, like, how dangerous it is. And then it'll say the containment procedures for how they keep it contained. And then it'll say, here's the description of the object. And then there'll be any extra materials at the bottom. And the reason this whole thing works is because people, there's no actual canon established. Everyone, there's, everyone can just use whatever anyone else has written. Um, and it's free for everyone to use. Yeah. And in Russia... A Russian man, uh, going off of the GoFundMe for the SCP page, uh, a Russian man has illegally registered an illegal trademark or illegitimate trademark for SCP with the Eurasian Customs Union. He has used this trademark to threaten and extort legitimate sellers of SCP mer merchandise. In addition, he has committed copyright infringement by violating the SCP common content license. Creative Commons share alike 3.0. So, essentially, anyone can use the SCP um content for anything yeah right yeah so you can people have published books about scps like as like companions mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. the only thing on scp that is actually not um that is copyrighted and you can't use freely is the very first scp was created um using an image of a sculpture and oh. the artist of that sculpture gave permission for the site to keep using the picture but you can't use that picture for anything else Besides that, everything is for, is fair game. And this guy has published like a book, and he's filed a trademark on the SCP logo, I believe, yeah. um, and that concept of like SCP. And he was trying to use it to blackmail the Russian branch of the SCP Foundation, like Foundation as in like the writing project, not the actual oh, okay. organization. Okay. <laughs> um, and apparently, it was result. It was like a similar issue though, right? Where someone is really taking advantage of like a community that's existed for a long time, mm -hmm. you know, using this format. And he's trying to say that I was the first one to copyright it. And now I have claim to this. And if you guys don't, in this case, he was trying to blackmail them where it's like, if you guys um, want to keep using the logo and stuff like that, then you have to concede to my demands. Luckily, the $165,000 were raised for like the legal fund. And uh, as of October 18th, the Russian Federal Anti-Monopoly Service ruled that he had violated 
Article 14.8, who cares, of Russian law. And <laughs> so he basically lost. That's the official name of it. Yeah. yeah. Who that's cares? That's, that's, a, that's a win. Yeah, but I, I think, like, the idea is whenever I think there is, like, this community where people interact and share ideas mm -hmm. and uh, build off of each other, right, and it's like a fan writing in some form. Yeah people are going to try and take advantage of that. There's there's money to be made, so they're going to try and make it. And, yeah. But it it's, it's it, it blows my mind because like, you know, like you were saying people I like have made books based on it and I and I think you could sell them. It's just a matter of like if you're try then if you try to go the extra step and be extra greedy by trying to copyright the thing that you don't have any claim to, like you're hopefully if the if the justice system is working properly you're gonna get yourself in hot water and you're probably gonna lose money in the long run over it because like yeah. you know mm -hmm. it's it's you've you've already you can already just if you just work on the merit of like you know if your writing is good people will buy it and enjoy it for what it is but like you don't own the fucking scp foundation you don't own the omegaverse you know you just just be or happy do with you? you have and then like if you really want to make something that is entirely your own, then you've got to put in the legwork to do it. Like, it's not that hard of a concept. I don't understand why these people feel like they need to get that greedy with it. I think um, something yeah. we've learned in the last four years is that people can be very bad and greedy. Wow, you're right. That is, that is the number one lesson. Yeah. Uh, people do be kind of bad sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, every yeah. so often. I'm glad uh, glad the Russian Justice Department came came in clutch. For, for it's kind of interesting that Russia pulled through. Yeah, you wouldn't expect that. No, no. Um, yeah, it's been. The, these are interesting stories, and I and you know, I hope the SCP Foundation continues to grow and create content like it does, because uh, it's there's a lot of interesting stuff from. Maybe there. they'll have a crossover with the Omegaverse. <laughs> They're in like the. That's the thing. Like there's they can probably, do stuff. Like there's that. probably there some SCP been, that is like an actual like omega ish. Alpha, yeah, omega omega <laughs> creature yeah. or alpha creature. Maybe they're companion SP, SCPs that are like the two halves. That'd be pretty. See, funny. that's the thing is like SCP is like a crapshoot in a sense because like most of them right are by different authors. Some authors are prolific, mm -hmm. um, and people will make their own kind of like shared universes, quote unquote. Where it's like, okay, so we'll, we're going to incorporate these other SCPs that have happened. Yeah. And it's like, one of the ones that is really interesting is called like Broken Masquerade. So the whole foundation is supposed to be a secret. Yeah. And the Broken Masquerade concept is that it's no longer secret. It was revealed to the world. Oh, like so what like, happens now? Like Vampire the Masquerade, where all the vampires are participating <laughs> in the masquerade to keep themselves hidden from the real world. I can't speak to that, but I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny. Is that an picture. anime? No, it's it's a it's a it is a tabletop role playing game like rulebook oh, okay. set um, oh. that is based on just like very gothic you know themes and you know everybody's uh, well mostly everybody's a vampire. You can you can be a vampire hunter I think as a class, but like yeah, um, there's it's like some... reverse werewolf where everyone's a vampire. <laughs> Human. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a there's been some popular uh, her cult cult classic uh, a cult classic game called Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines um, that they're making a sequel to that is coming out. I think it was supposed to come out this year, but you know, COVID. Um, but it's yeah. so good. The year's not over. 
The year is not over. That is true. Maybe by some. There's still no time for a new disaster. <laughs> stop saying that. Please stop saying that. Has look. Hasn't okay. Enough at least happened? he's not. At least he's not saying that 2021 uh, can't be any worse. Because if he said that. And you I just did. You said that. No, I oh said he didn't God. say that. That negates it. It's fine. Knock on wood right now. I am. Knock on wood, all right? Wood has been knocked on. We're on camel. I saw an article yesterday which said that there was a meteor that was supposed to pass us by probably, yeah. and now it's probably going to hit us, maybe. Oh, great. But yeah, it's not going to hit us for, like, 50 years, so yeah, we'll still be alive, but we'll probably get there not, anyways. It's not a big enough size to end the world, either. I Unless, saw... it, like, it grows. R.I.P. Minnesota, though. <laughs> is it any, like, impact beyond, like, dust size, like, any size beyond pebble size is gonna actually at least cause some human deaths? <laughs> like... Eh. Meteors seem to hit Russia all the time for some reason. <laughs> yeah, what's the, what, what's up with that? There's so many videos of, like, meteors landing in Russia. Because everyone like... in Russia has dash cams, because in Russia there's, like, a lot of insurance frauds, <laughs> so they all have dash cams to prove that this person ran in front of their car. And so you catch a lot of really interesting things yeah. on like from Russia, but like you really think meteors would happen less. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like in that case, it's kind of an availability heuristic thing where it might not necessarily be that just so many meteors hit Russia. It's just the fact that everyone has these cameras. So it's a lot easier to find footage of yeah. meteors just randomly hitting Russia. It's probably no, helping agree, elsewhere too. But I still would have thought that less meteors hit the earth in like a visible way. Because, like, you see these, like, fireballs crashing down. Yeah, and, like, recorded human history, you would think, like, maybe once, but there's, like, more than one. Which like, is they're not even, crazy. like, small things. It's, like, a big, like, fireball coming down. And it's like, whoa, what is that going by? I wonder if it has anything to do with being close to Magnetic North. Like, just generally the poles. I would just imagine that Russia is such a wide, it, it like, spans such a wide range. It is geographically like, one of the biggest countries, so statistically... It's like the entire width of Asia, basically. Yeah. It's <laughs> thick with two Cs. <laughs> I give it a few even. more Cs, to be three. quite honest. Yeah, we might we might give it a third C. I would say it's Russia. wide with three eyes. Okay, well, you could just be a prune if you want to, but we're gonna stick with thick. Um... <laughs> What else has been happening? I mean, there's a fucking, um, I don't know if any of you have been following this, but, uh, something has been popping up on my radar recently. It's like the, uh, you know what? Actually, this is going to be a bummer topic, so I'm going to veto myself right now. Too late. Talk about <laughs> symbiotic about Mink, Titan. Right? Huh? You're talking about the Mink, right? No, that was, we talked, we covered that last week. That's also a bummer. Okay. But I was going to talk about the, the conflicts in Armenia and just like the history of Armenia in general, but that's like really a bummer. You want to talk about the Armenian genocide yes, on a I podcast know. called Horsing Around a Dumbass Cast? <laughs> yeah, I thought about that as I was starting to talk about it. I was just like, yeah. mm, you know, it is current events, but it's like, fucking bummer. So maybe we don't. I guess um, maybe the takeaway is that the Armenian genocide happened, and it's so obvious that it happened that we're talking about it. Well, on it's also still cast. happening, just like not yeah. as fucking intense as 1915, but like literally the Turkish prime minister was like, I still want to do this. Please, please understand. Oh I will end the argument. is just the worst. Yeah. So for I've the met first some half Turkish of... people and they all hated him. <laughs> so for the first half of today's podcast, we talk about 
ABO yeah. and fan fiction yeah. and like Wolfcock. And for the second half, we talk about you the talk history about Wolfcock. of. You didn't say anything For the second half, we talk about the history of mass genocides occurring around the world that other countries just don't give a shit about. Uh, look, it's horsing around. You never know what you get out of here. Okay, <laughs> it's a different. It's a different thing every time. It's a grab bag. Um. Yeah, I mean, okay. Bottom line, so please look into it and, and, and support support humanitarian causes if you have the funds yeah. to do so. Um, but instead, let's talk about Symbiotic Titan. Um, right. that is something that you suggested. I am so excited. Is that, is that like upgrade? Uh, I mean, Wait, pitch it to not. me. I don't know anything about what this is. No one knows about Symbiotic Titan except for yes. yeah. yeah. So, give us, give us a here is what it is, right? If you have heard of the show Samurai Jack, which is critically oh. acclaimed... It is by the same creator as Samurai Jack. If you liked the movie Pacific Rim, it has got similar action to Pacific Rim. I do like Pacific Rim. I've never seen so Pacific Rim. This is Rim. the show. Shut up, Nicole. God damn it. Watch Pacific Rim. Jesus. It's so good. Aggressive. It's such a good movie. He's it's so right, fun. but still. It just hasn't happened yet. Oh my what are you, God. What else Nicole. are you doing during quarantine, Nicole? What else are you doing? What's your Working. schedule look like? I work in person and I have class and I live alone. So I have to take care of all of my cooking and cleaning and chores. And also I have an injury currently. Just put it on while you're doing the dishes or something. I'm just doing a lot of excuses right now. All right. Sorry. Anyway, symbiotic type. Okay. (laughs) So the concept of the show is that there is, uh, it's about like people, three people from an alien planet called Galaluna. Um, so Galaluna, there is a coup on Galaluna, and these three have escaped from the planet. So there is the daughter of the king, so princess. Um, there is a member of the royal guard who is here to protect her, and then there's a robot that was also here to like help them. The princess uh, is like Pearl from Steven Universe. I'm just noticing. Look at probably. <laughs> I don't know. That weird head shape with like the point at the top, like sort of just like Kaya too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So this the concept is that these three people are trying to hide out because she is the last kind of enter the throne, and you know as long as she's alive, there is hope that you know the country planet can be retaken. Yeah, and uh, Samurai Jack. Yeah, exactly. I, maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen Samurai Jack, honestly. I just know it's really... This show has convinced me that I should watch Samurai Jack, since it's by the same guy. Mm. So, the idea is um, these three. So, the two humans, or sorry, the two non-robots, I guess? Yeah. Um, they, since, like, the guy in the Royal Guard, they have, like, this, like, mech armor that they can, like, activate. Because, you know, he's part of the Royal Guard. So he gets one, and the princess, as princess, she gets one, although hers is much smaller and, like, defensive, really. Mm-hmm. And the three of them on Earth, they come in through, like, a rift gate, so, like, basically, like, you know, like a slip space rupture from Halo or, like, you know, hyperspace. looking guy. Oh, that's, uh, that's the robot. So he, like, puts up, like, you know, like a hologram kind of the shape-shifting thing so it looks like a human. big squar... Yeah, so the idea then is that the guy, like the guy who ran the coup, 
he keeps sending these like monsters through the wormhole to try and kill her while he's trying to you know subdue the planet because you know once she's dead you know like the rebels will probably give up mm-hmm. um and so she is like a princess in exile and they keep fighting off these monsters and then they realize that um they can combine into like this like thing called titan um which is this like giant it's it's kind of like the iron giant or you know gypsy danger from pacific rim it's like a giant mech and so the show like the main action is usually like these giant mech versus uh like giant monster battles mm-hmm. um but you also have like you know uh smaller scale fights and the uh the art is really good the action is excellent i find the story and the character arcs like really interesting um something that's like pretty minor but i thought was really interesting is how they draw humans because like humans are kind of drawn sort of grotesquely yeah. in the show uh Lane? they look grotesque <laughs> like like they're pretty like they're quite exaggerated to the point of like looking kind of like i mean that's just, it's, it's and, similar to samurai jack i think i think they they've done that but i'm looking at images right now um and yeah they are drawn pretty weird there are some weirdly sexualized images of some of these high school girls though i don't know what's up with that yes are you surprised basically the idea though that's very shocking i'm not surprised but i'm disappointed oh that's terrifying anyway sorry what are you saying so the idea is that they basically like exaggerate all the kind of stereotypical aspects of like the different um people's like jocks are like gigantic enormous um the cheerleaders all look kind of similar and yeah they're probably kind of sexualized um but the idea is it's kind of interesting because to me i thought that the reason they were all drawn like this is it's kind of like this is how an alien would see humans yeah right yeah yeah, because you kind of see when we see people we kind of see past like all the extra stuff you know like past all like the acne and braces and stuff like it's like the difference between looking at like a picture of someone versus looking at them in real life where like when you look at the picture all the flaws kind of stand out more right and if you're like a human if you're like not a human and you've come to earth humans are going to look really weird to you right and they're going to seem strange and you know maybe ugly and grotesque say that oh no you made nicole i defended nicole so much she left the podcast what the fuck (laughs) what did you do Oh, goodness. I'm the, I don't mean we're grotesque. I just mean the you called humans ugly. You know what? I'm leaving too. Oh, bye. <laughs> God, I gotta have the bad over. All right, Nick, we can finally talk about what we came here to talk about. Okay. <laughs> Never mind, Nicole's back. <laughs> the fucking comedic hey. hey. It's a really good show. I would really recommend, like, I would give it a really strong recommendation. And I will, it's only 20 episodes. <laughs> Which Only is twenty episodes. Fortunate. Yeah. I mean, oh. episode's like twenty-two minutes, which so it's not really that long. Okay. But... You know, I've been scrolling through images of the show just while you were talking about it to to give our viewers like an idea of what it looks like, get, and also give myself an idea of what it looks like. Um, this image is by far the funniest. Just, I mean, like, I I feel like they're actually trying to like artistically like pose it so that it looks like the military man is like on par with this fucking. You gotta share the screen, buddy. But also, I sent it in in horsing around. 
But the fans can't see it. It's they can check out the Discord. They can go to the fucking cave Discord where you can interact with me on a regular basis. Oh yeah, I honestly oh, think Nick, this I is also, Wait, it's also other people can on see screen. the Discord. What? Yeah, the Discord is publicly linked. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's for it's for people who watch any of any of my streams or any of the other guys who do some oh. streaming on here. It's like a community Discord. It's a general idea. Yeah, I'm an idiot and I don't know how technology works. Understandable. Have a nice day. Um, yeah, yeah, but this Pacific Rim honestly was really heavily influenced <laughs> by this show. Like, because a lot of this show came before Pacific Rim by like years, mm-hmm. and like a lot of things in this show, like they don't seem derivative, but like it, it feels like, huh, this Pacific Rim. I feel like this, this looks like they took something from this. Like this scene specifically, it's like a guy getting out of like like another mech thing to shoot. At, at the uh, at like the monster after the monster's disabled like his mech, and that like literally happens in Pacific Rim where they just try and shoot the monster with a pistol, and it does nothing obviously. Yeah. Is but there a, is there an episode where the the guard dude turns into a woman? Because I keep seeing pictures where they're like gender bent to to be a woman and i i don't i don't know no, he's just weird <laughs> fan fiction people he does not turn into a woman i mean like when i first saw the show like at the beginning there's like you know like the title sequence which is only like five seconds but you just see like kind of like a brief glimpse of each character and i was like i thought he was a woman too but no he doesn't turn into a woman there is a girl that looks kind of like him but she's only there like two times mm. i doubt it's her okay. um it's a really, really good show, though, and the creator said that, you know, it, it got added to Netflix recently, that, you know, like, if enough people, like, watch it on Netflix, yeah. if it gets enough interest, Netflix might pick it up for another season, which would be really good, because it sets up a lot of really interesting plot lines. The story is actually good. It's much deeper and, uh, I think, bolder than, like, your average cartoon. I think, like, even an adult would enjoy it. Yeah. So can, I would really recommend it. Can I can I be completely honest with you? I think I have. It looks bad. Uh, no, I no. I, this I mean, what, from what you've said and and the this this what I'm hearing about it, it does seem cool. But I I have to be honest. Looking through these images, I do remember seeing a brief clip of the show, which is I think this fucking redheaded chick that keeps showing up in these image searches was like trying. She's to, a head cheerleader. Yeah, she was trying to like flirt with the robot dude and there was like a really weird twerking secret sequence that kept getting recommended on youtube like over and over wow. again in the fucking recommended oh thing. you have to send it well that happened in the show you but the idea you is... but it was just a weirdly overtly sexual scene for what appeared to be a children's show um yeah like i said it's kind oh, of nick do i have a children's show. show for you i was just introduced oh, this week okay. to a very funny <laughs> What is it? Yes, Uh-oh. I also give my stamp of approval. I've got a it's bad called, feeling about this. It's called <laughs> you know what it is already, Ash. It's what? It's called what? Ghost, Ghost stories. stories. Never mind. I I also endorse this show. <laughs> is that the... okay? So now you have to watch it. Is, is it the is that the live action one where it's the kids around the campfire? No, and telling nope. No. Okay. No. Nick, I think you're thinking scary show. stories to tell in the dark. Probably. It's it's yeah. pretty impressive. Nick, this so, is the greatest show of all time. Oh, is it the one that's Agreed. been shittily dubbed? Like the one where the dub not shittily. Yes. Like, not shittily. Immaculately it's high dubbed. quality, Nick. Yeah. Okay, it was, it okay. Was I know what you're talking about, and I and I this also. This is what agree. peak performance looks like. 
Yeah. So yeah, the yeah. idea of the yeah. show was it was made in Japan. Let Brad talk about it. Oh, I'm sorry, Brad. Go ahead. <laughs> you can talk about it. I'm gonna send Nick the the police scene. No, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen I've seen a compilation of the of the like greatest hits from from the dub. So I know what you're talking about. But please explain it for our audience. It was uh so basically this this anime in Japan ended up flopping and they sent it to the US and they were like it did terrible in Japan just do whatever you can to make it a hit and they just <laughs> let the voice actors do whatever they want <laughs> Yeah uh, and and my favorite just... my favorite scene Yash you want to reenact it it's they run into a police station <laughs> and they run in and the the character's mouth is moving so fast they didn't know what to put the in the dub. So line. the guy just goes, blah, 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 and that's his line. So, he, yeah, he runs in, and he says, this is like a kid, right? Like a fourth grader. He says, yeah. drop the donuts, sir. We're going to wake up and read problem. <laughs> and then the girl starts, like, rattling off, like, my parents, my brother, really, really quickly, but it's, like, actual words. Right. Yeah, and then it's the brother like just they move their mouth. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, Nicole. And then the brother just chimes in with, yeah, blah, 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 literally just that. Because they couldn't figure out, like, an actual thing for him to say that matched the movement of the mouth. Yeah. They moved their mouth so fast. I don't understand why they just split it up where the girl got half of it and the boy got half of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's way, way better this way. And yeah, you can't yeah. tell me it's not. No, it's, it's like, it is, way. honestly, there, there, it's, like, so good. There's, like, like if you've seen Dragon Ball Z Abridged, it is, like, yes. that level of, like, just fucking comedy fucking around shit where... It like it seems like it was a fan dub, but it, it apparently is the actual dub for the thing. It was aired on yes. television. Yeah, it was aired unedited on Cartoon Network in some <laughs> countries. That's probably is a Don't Swim. Incredible. Yeah, it was also I mean, aired unedited on non Cartoon Network channels that were just for like kids animation and kids animation. Yeah, the, they. I'm I'm looking here and they've got the. Uh, the I forgot that the fucking purple haired girl is like a super like religious like super omega Catholic <laughs> like this, there's some fucking caption here is like the internet was a blessing from Lord Jesus. Oh God! <laughs> Shit like that. Wait, you can't spoil anything else in the show. We have to watch. We're gonna we're gonna watch, watch it. Yeah. it together. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, but yeah. Nick, obviously, you're welcome to join us. Hell yeah, I'm down. Um, Yay! Uh, but yeah, super, super good dub, super funny bits. Um, I think somebody just linked a compilation of the shit on YouTube. So yeah, go, go watch it. Go find a place to watch it. It's been out for ages, so I'm sure it's around on some sites. I don't even know if it's hosted officially anywhere. So like, I don't know if oh there's my God, like that's a Max. legally In certified way to watch it. Um, yeah. Max is the only person who's been commenting in the chat. They, they mentioned something interesting earlier, and I'm curious if you have any input on it. They said if you want revenge on Nicole, ask her about the clone girl from the second Jurassic Park movie. No! With Chris Pat. Uh, I blocked... Uh, I there... blocked that movie out of my memory <laughs> to protect my late. body. shut down to protect itself. <laughs> in the way that it was it was not at least it was, it was fun worse. and interesting it was worse and nick episode so eight was also bad, bad. no okay, and what see... makes it what makes it worse is this person has literally not seen any important movies that he should have seen by this point in his life at 22 years old but you somehow seen he has seen Rim. absolute fucking train wreck yeah, that was something he actually texted me earlier. He was like, God, Nicole, at least I've seen Pacific Rim. I was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what chat group is Max texting in? 
Mm-hmm. Are they, oh no, he's just DMing me. Are they just? Uh-huh. It, was it just the fact that you blocked that movie out, or is there more to that story? No. about Fallen Kingdom. No, have you seen this movie? Yeah, and oh, do God. you care about spoilers? I don't. I don't think anybody should. It's so bad. No, the thing that upset me. It's not me as bad as the first one. It is. It's I, worse, actually. So yeah. I was talking about the fact that um, when I was younger, I really liked Michael Crichton's books, and yeah. the fact that he has. Before he went back to being a writer, he got he went to medical school and he worked as a doctor, and that's why he also wrote, wrote the show ER, and that's why a lot of his his explain... science fiction books are so scientifically grounded. And the fact that um, like there are a bunch were... of plot holes, they're so there are tons violent. of plot holes. That... Yeah, like fucking Jurassic Park. Reading that <laughs> as like a fucking yeah. fifth grader or sixth grader or whatever. Dude goes into detail about raptors ripping out dudes' entrails. It's just like, yeah, wow, it's fantastic. Okay. I thought it was great. But I one thing I good, really appreciate but... about that was just how scientifically grounded everything is. There are a bunch of plot holes that you could bring up about the movie that he actually explains in the book kind of before you have a chance to think about them. Hmm. But anyway, this is just like a general endorsement. Please go read Michael Crichton. He's a phenomenal <laughs> author. But anyway. Um, I disagree with that statement. Damn. Damn. So anyway... <laughs> I, I kind of asked him while I was talking about this, like, oh, have you seen Jurassic Park? And he was you like, yeah, Michael I Crichton? saw. No, I asked our friend Max if he'd seen Jurassic Park. And he was like, yeah, it had like the mutant velociraptor in it. Right. And I was like, I don't even know which one you're talking about. And it became clear that he was talking. About interesting. Falling, falling yeah, it was, he was talking about Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And why, Max? <laughs> he suddenly made me remember the fact that the end, the movie ends up with like there's this annoying teenage girl who turns out to be like the cloned who's passing off as like the granddaughter of hammond's no she's like i think no she was a child she's like she's like oh that's even worse yeah that's even worse i block this movie out of my memory absolutely nicole hates children 2024 anyway um um so like it, she's operating to the world as like the granddaughter of Hammond's like ex partner who yeah. he ended up disavowing later for unspecified reasons. And it turns out the reason why Hammond disavowed him was because Hammond was really opposed to human cloning, and this guy's daughter had died, so he managed to somehow clone her, and that is the granddaughter. Yeah. Um. So then at the end of the movie, you have. Like, the whole movie is about, like, these dinosaurs that are kind of escaping off this island and wreaking havoc and whether they should just let a volcano wipe out all the dinosaurs or if they should live. And, you know, you have the animal rights activists on one side and then you have normal people on the other side. (laughs) And I'm allowed to say that. You basically got PETA on one side and the normal human beings on the other. Fuck PETA. (laughs) PETA is a terrible association. Support the ASPCA instead. Yes, you're correct. And I'm allowed to say fuck animal rights activists because I'm a preset major. Fuck uneducated animal rights activists. Yeah, but anyway. So she somehow forms an association like, oh, I'm a cloned thing that shouldn't exist. This dinosaur that is a mix of an already cloned, like an already genetically mutated dinosaur, the Indominus Rex, and a Velociraptor is a mutant that shouldn't exist. We are the same. We both deserve to live. So without discussing it with the adults, this fucking fifth grader just slams her hand down on the dinosaurs go everywhere now button. And she's like, 
we all deserve a chance to live. No, she literally says just, the dumbest. And the end of the movie. She and says, then the end of the movie is just like dinosaurs like going down Times Square and just like running around everywhere. No, which is just, not in Times Square. It's, it's so funny. I don't know. No. She's, they're she's, just like in public, just the, like in people's yeah. backyards. The whole movie is like these fucking rich assholes are auctioning like underground, like illegal traffic dinosaurs that they got from the island as it was blowing up in the first half of the movie at this spooky mansion because that's the place you want to have a dinosaur movie take place is at a spooky mansion. And at the end of the movie, all the rich assholes are killed basically, and then all of the dinosaurs are trapped in the basement of the spooky mansion, and there's some deadly gas that's leaking into there and is going to kill all of them. Uh, and they're all huddled up against this one, like, loading bay door that's closed, and they, uh, they're all like, like, making scared dinosaur noises as the, <laughs> the, the deadly smoke is coming towards them. And then the little girl, like Nicole said, slaps her hand down on the thing, and then all the humans are looking at her like, hey, what the fuck? All the adult humans the, all, are yeah, all the adult like, human human being, slightly like, more qualified to make this decision. Right. And literally she just looks at them, and I don't remember if she spikes the camera or not. I don't think she spikes the camera. But like, she spikes looks at them. Spikes the camera? I don't, I don't remember. But she like, looks at them. She doesn't look directly into the camera. Yeah, yeah. I, she looks There's at no the, way she looks at the I, camera. Yeah, I, look, you are giving that movie a lot more credit than it deserves. Um, but she looks at them at the very least, and then she just says, they're like me. She's like, <laughs> fuck off. You are a dumb Here's, child. Does she not understand how invasive species works? Uh, no, no one is looking at She's a fifth like, grader. She's a fifth grader. No one is looking at invasive species like, oh no, these like snakes from Australia that are running amok around Hawaii and killing all the wildlife, they deserve to be free and survive. They're just, just like, like you, me! No, you kill them! I think a better example would be cats them up and you in kill Australia. Them. Oh my god. Cats in Australia are causing a lot of extinctions, but yeah. you know, humans also have like a tough time getting rid of cats because they're pets. Yeah. This girl is basically half dinosaur, so she has trouble <laughs> Oh really? So no, I don't. Is half dinosaur? <laughs> It's okay, so look, here's my thoughts dumb. on the movie, right? Dude, that movie was so... There was the scene where the dinosaur's, like, in the bedroom, and he's like, I'm gonna <laughs> oh, slowly yeah. take the blanket <laughs> off of you. Back the you cover can't, you of can't the defend bed. that, yeah. Come on. Man. Look, I'm not defending it as a great movie. But what <laughs> I'm saying is that I, I thought it was a really entertaining movie. No. Jurassic World, I thought, was... A, like, it was just a popcorn movie, this one. Yeah, I thought Jurassic, Jurassic World was bad as a Jurassic Park movie. And I didn't like it as, like, a regular... Like, I didn't find it that entertaining. I just groaned the whole time. I feel the opposite way. Jurassic World was, like, dumb but entertaining. Yes. This one... Yes! I'm three to one with someone, someone with something on Yash! Finally! As this... As someone <laughs> I'm who... At some point. <laughs> oh, I, God. I'm so happy so to so much time this. talking about ecology and preserving environments <laughs> as best as possible and dealing with invasive species. And this dumb fucking child <laughs> just condemns the entire world to die. It's just spitting in the face of evolution. Like, what? oh, forget the fact that all of these animals, all of these dinosaurs have been wiped from the planet to begin with. Because of the, and the only reason that any of the species that currently exist exist is because they've had the space to survive 
without dinosaurs being around eating everyone. And then she's like, it's fine if we just like Wait. have them here now. We can right? figure it out. Like, they only have like 12 dinosaurs, so they can't really Well, okay, that's the other thing that I'm really curious. They're gonna fuck each other, Brad. Well, no, but, that, no, but they're not the same Brad species. Because there were so few dinosaurs. I don't think they, I don't even think most of them came in pairs, or we didn't see them in pairs. No, in, they weren't in pairs. Right, they, they, it wasn't like Noah's Ark when they were excavating them from the island. But okay. I think what is ha I think what's going to happen is that they're going to say that they actually did, and they're going to retcon it so that they actually did have two of each. Well, Somehow. here's the thing. God. Here's the thing. In the original original Jurassic Park book slash movie, yeah. they only had female animals. The reason why right. like, it became right. a problem was right. because they used frog DNA, and the specific kind of frog DNA that they had was well, from a species um, in which the females feathers. can change to males yeah. based on, I think, temperature but it would still fluctuations. But it would still take two to tango, and I, you don't... You, yeah. There weren't pairs, as far as we can tell. In <laughs> there the was only game. one of each species at the right. end. At the very least, we know that there was only the fucking one velociraptor because they decided to turn them into fucking puppies in that movie, which is another thing that I feel like made it so much goddamn worse in Jurassic World. Like, goddamn. Yeah, I think maybe I was like enjoying it like i didn't think it was a good movie but i enjoyed it because i just completely given up <laughs> after Jurassic world i had completely given up on the prank i was not even gonna watch it in theaters until i was like hey do you want to go and i was like guys why not let's kill a couple hours jurassic <laughs> world 3 has finished shooting yeah don't no, tell dominion. me that dominion is dominion yeah. and, and they're they're in the post so here's here's one reason why i why i did have fun is there will be a big really future installments. There's gonna be more. No! <laughs> oh my god. Jurassic no. Park forever. Look, okay, as it's it's like a necessary evil to me because I love dinosaur media, and if Jurassic World or whatever the next series is gonna be continues to keep dinosaurs in Jurassic Galaxy. Yeah, Jurassic. oh my god. It's gonna be like fucking it's gonna be like Friday the thirteenth where they had Jason X where he goes to fucking space. <laughs> That's where it's gonna go. That's Wait, he, goes the to he went to solution. space? Yeah, Jason X brings fucking. What does he Jason fight like space. the Predator or something? I, it's, it's, I, I know, know, I know he goes to hell at some point. I know he went to space. Yeah, I mean they went. They took Who him to Manhattan in, in Nightmare uh, or not Nightmare, fucking Friday the Thirteenth Eight or whatever the fuck it was. And he he didn't Manhattan. take Manhattan. He took a cruise ship. Right. Yeah, and then he didn't even take Manhattan until like the last twenty minutes of the movie. Um... But yeah, that's what's gonna happen with Jurassic Park. And I mean, again, like if it makes more dress like dinosaur media come out aside from Jurassic Park, I'm okay with that. Well, my concern is that people aren't going to be creating any kind of independent media about dinosaurs because we have such a trend towards like cinematic universes and just a homogenization of media. So my concern is that we're just going to go back to like that part in the eighties where it's just like sequels galore. <laughs> happening yeah so i'm concerned that it's just going to be like 900 more jurassic park movies yeah. um See, but as a side that... note if you like giraffe dinosaur media please read raptor red it is a book fantastic Ooh. book from the perspective of a raptor oh it's really good that's yes. pretty fucking dope that reminds me of and i think this uh, i'll probably cut off the stream here because i think we've already blown mm. past an hour but i remember getting super into Jurassic Park as a kid <laughs> and going to, like, Jurassic Park fan forums or whatever that were, like, speculating really? about, like, oh, the no. next Jurassic Park movie, like, five 
10 plus years before Jurassic World was announced or whatever. Um, yeah, I did too. And there was some site that I went to where I think I had the misunderstanding that there was some kind of video game that they, like, form members were taking part in where uh, they, like, you could play as a dinosaur or whatever. But because in hindsight they to to get into this game that they were playing you had to submit a story from the perspective of a dinosaur and i and i wrote like a short story Epic. from the perspective of some kind of like dinosaurs as people were coming back to isla sorna or something um and i think it was just like a dinosaur role play form that they were just like giving limited <laughs> access to but i never got into it because my writing was shit Oh. No, Nick, there, is a there is a Jurassic Park game where you play as dinosaurs. Oh yeah, um, I think well, I had that. Was I have the, it. Was it the fighting game one where you could scan no. barcodes? And then... It's uh, I forget what it's called. It's but it, the idea it's like you make your like you're a team of like students with like some kind of like mentor. Appreciate it. And you're on the island and you have control of like a raptor. Mm -hmm. And you can design its DNA at the beginning, which I had my mom help me do because I could not understand what was going on. <laughs> yeah, and then talked about this before. You can get like when you beat like certain dinosaurs, you'll get to use them too. I got stuck at the oh. Triceratops and I never got past that. I think I had that. I never played that one. I had a different one. It's called Dinosaur I... Battles. Jurassic Park Dinosaur no, I didn't Battles. Have that one. And you're sure that that one didn't have you scanning barcodes because there was a one where you fought dinosaurs. Oh, like, I didn't it was have like this a one fighting game. And uh, I guess I can look it yeah. up to, to Maybe. Uh, what was it called again? Dinosaur Battles, I think. Dinosaur. Oh, wait, maybe I did have this. I don't have this new Jurassic World Evolution one. Uh, Jurassic. That's not, that's a park builder. Like. Oh, yeah, I did have this. I still have the CD upstairs in my room. Uh, oh, no. No, but this was definitely in this was in the Jurassic Park three era like branded series of games. Wait, that, that's the one I yes. had. Yeah. yeah. Um, what this did this have the barcode scanner? Wait, no, no. I didn't have. Fucking Triceratops could never get past it. Okay, some whip last year. I don't know which one I had. Yeah, but this that that like the I had Dino art. Defender. Yeah, Dino Defender, and then there was the uh, sequel to that, which was the like the basically computer board game that I I think I actually played with you that Danger one time. Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone! Yes! Something oh my god. Zone. Jurassic Park Danger Zone was my shit as a child. And then obviously they Operation made three Genesis. Game Boy games? Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're, They're all, all Jurassic Park 3. All, a, lot of, a lot of Jurassic Park It was the era. We saw CD-ROMs back in those days. Dude, the fucking... Uh, oh yeah, okay, so here's some in images of it. Yeah, this is a dinosaur right. fighting game, but different than the one I, I remember. Uh, Yo, Master Chief is on the cover of this game. I gotta, I gotta dip out. All but right. I did not know Jurassic Park 3 came out in 2001. That's messed yeah. up, yeah. man. Yeah. That's messed up. Uh, oh, I do have a related comment on the, like, I like this specific kind of media that there doesn't seem to be a lot of movies about, but I think they're going to just keep making sequels instead of new stories. Mm -hmm. um, I was very ex I'm a big fan of anything pirate-related, and I found out that they're going to make, uh, like, a sequel-ish I guess Pirates of the Caribbean starring Karen Gillan, which I'm very psyched about, but also why Ooh. does it have to be a Pirates of the Caribbean sequel? Why can't it just be a new movie? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying Existing there. Like, they're easier yeah, sell yeah. to companies. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. And like in a similar vein, like the 
uh, Jurassic World Evolution park building mm-hmm. game was like you know the spiritual successor to Operation Genesis, which was like a mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. Genesis uh, is great. Jurassic Park, you know, park builder. Um, but there are other uh, dinosaur-based park building games, like Prehistoric Kingdom. I think is is nearing a, like open. At open early access soon and i heard about that a long time ago back when we didn't know that uh, jurassic park evolution or jurassic world evolution was even a thing uh and it looks like it has the potential to be really good but like i don't know if it'll sell as well because it doesn't have the jurassic park name on it so i can i can see what yeah. you're saying there um but i don't know hopefully it'll it'll get some recognition and uh maybe like again because what has the name sells the kids are going to see Jurassic Park stuff because that's going to be the stuff that's advertised to them and then that might get them into dinosaurs which in turn will make them like hyper fixate and then they'll search for anything related to dinosaurs and then they like, might why are you coming stuff. at me like this dude what the fuck I'm coming at myself that literally was me as a child like it's I think it's every kid is going to have those hyper fixations and that's fine yeah it's completely normal every um, adult has hyper fixations yeah, even as even as adults people get hyper fixated on shit and that's okay um, but yeah, so go, go enjoy some hyperfixations on your own time, find some stuff and, uh, spread the word about it if you think it's cool. Um, thank oh, you for yeah. watching and, uh, I guess we'll, we'll see you, see you next week or see you on Monday if you're tuning in for my, uh, weeknight stuff. Until then, stay safe. Peace out. I'm giving a peace symbol.